This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hello, welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, and this is another Monday mini episode And it was inspired by a situation that occurred. It's all about getting catcalled, masculinity and how it's toxic, boundaries, the women collective energy right now and how we can feel defeated, uh, how we can step into our power, how things are changing and evolving. Don't get me wrong, but... As a women collective, we are still working through the layers of discomfort and sexual trauma. And it's so funny because I've been thinking a lot about my sexual trauma and the Me Too movement and listening to a lot of podcasts about this topic. And it just so happened that the end of the night, this situation happened uh, where I was catcalled and then I, I get all into that situation and the scenario and what happened 
and I also just talk a lot about women and how we are emotionally intelligent and how how men are are holding all of their traumas all of their emotional despair and um just childhood trauma within themselves and then they project it out onto people not just females but just people in general I, I go into how they turn into abusers manipulators narcissists rapists um physically abusing people, not able to hold a solid friendship or relationship, unemotional men um, who are unavailable, that says a lot about their character and where they're at in life. And doesn't matter what city you're in, catcalling is going to happen regardless. I talk a lot about the experiences that I've been through and why I am the way that I am. And this episode has been inspiring me to maybe create an episode about the Me Too movement and explain my Me Too story, but I'm trying to figure out a way to do it that's not in the way of like, oh my god, hey, feel bad for me, this is my Me Too story, da-da-da, because that's not what I'm looking for. I don't need people to feel bad or sorry for me. I don't need, I don't need any of that, because what has happened is that my mind is somewhat over it but my body isn't the body will hold on to tension and trauma longer than the mind the mind says oh my god yeah i'm so over that like it happened seven years ago i've grown i'm a better person i i've forgiven i've forgotten but the body is like, no, bitch, there is some sexual trauma still built up in your solar plexus, in your hips, in your heart. Like, the body is still healing. So when a situation like this happens tonight, mentally, I feel like I'm more in control. And I'm like, all right, whatever, like, just keep walking, put your head down, keep walking. But my body clenched tears came up emotional baggage started coming up physically and I just said yo I need to record a podcast episode and share this because I'm not alone here so I hope this well I don't really hope this resonates with you because that means that you've dealt with some catcalling trauma but if it does resonate with you then share it with a friend or a family member listen to this with somebody who's going through it and just share the episode because the more we share the more of this vibration gets out there so if you haven't subscribed subscribe rate review do all the things tag me on instagram follow me gypsy love flow and uh, let's just get right into the sponsor and the mini-sode enjoy this monday mini episode is brought to you by tonic vibes tonic offers cbd blends that use organic sun-grown hemp flower from their family-run farm in upstate new york their original formulations were first developed by tonic's founder Brittany carbone to help manage her own anxiety and depression that she was suffering with herself combining plant-based ingredients like ashwagandha black seed oil lemon balm and passion flower their soulfully crafted botanicals work with the CBD to restore our body's essential balance. 
The magic is in the love and intention that goes into each of their products from seed to shelf. And I have personally been using their tinctures for almost two years now. It's one of the first companies that I actually reached out to and was super interested in their company because I love their marketing. I love their Instagram. I am obsessed with all that, obviously, since I went to school for that. Um, And I loved how they were packaging their stuff. It has a really um, light vibe when I look at their Instagram and it's female owned. It's a family owned small company uh, and it's just amazing. It's one of my top tincture companies that I work with and my favorite tinctures are the OG tincture, the tonic OG that has ashwagandha in it, black seed oil, tastes so good. Um, It's more of an awakening, uplifting tincture. I like to take it in the morning. And then I love their chill one, which is not as sweet. Um, It has the passion flower and lemon balm in it still, but it's more of a nighttime tincture. And of course, you can take these during the day as well in, in the morning, but that's just how I do it, and I love their tinctures so much. They also do little roll-on topicals, and they are doing CBD flower as well. So I really recommend getting into Tonic as it's one of my favorite companies. Obviously, I have them sponsoring the podcast, and I love them so much. So if you want to check out tonicvibes.com, you can go purchase anything from their website and use discount code GYPSYLOVE for a discount at checkout. That's tonicvibes.com, and you can use discount code GYPSYLOVE, G-Y-P-S-Y-L-O-V-E, for a discount at checkout. So, today's Monday mini episode is inspired by a situation that occurred. And it happened tonight, but I'm not going to post this episode until my next Monday mini, whenever that may be. I have a bunch of episodes I've already pre-recorded, so we'll see. But as it's fresh in my mind, I figured, hey, why not? So it's 11.45 p.m. I'm sitting on my floor smoking an American Spirit cigarette. Not my proudest moment, but I don't have any CBD flower, and this is what I'm doing. I'm taking CBD, and I'm smoking a fucking cigarette because I'm numbing myself and I (laughs) when things happen to me out there in the real world not in my room where I'm safe when fucked up shit happens it's like instantly I'm like oh my god I need to share this on my podcast or or people and and make a post on my Instagram because I know I'm not alone I know that fucked up shit happens to people every day all day in the collective And I can feel that energy. And when this happened tonight, it really just brought things full circle. And all of the the podcasts that I've been listening to about toxic masculinity and women being respected and the Me Too movement and reclaiming our power, relationships, the involvement of masculine and feminine and how masculine energies are so closed off in the heart and so traumatized that they they project their anger in so many fucked up ways just to list a few i mean men 
or boys who are brought up and have a lot of emotional trauma can turn into very angry men, men who are abusive, men who are addicted to porn, men who don't know how to how to have a a genuine relationship with a woman without feeling superior to them, um, sexual abuse, mental abuse, narcissism, manipulation. It all starts from the trauma that we unwillingly go through from ages zero to seven. Okay, so that's what creates our psyche. That's what creates our shell. And knowing this and being super into psychology and just the mind and emotional health and mental health, it's it's like I'm, I'm up here and I understand from like a logical point of view that people are suffering and people take their anger out and people like to make others feel uncomfortable and abuse them emotionally or verbally or whatever. But there's a part of me that is sitting here like, no, I'm not going to fucking take this shit anymore. And neither should any woman. So I'll get into what happened. Today has been, um, you know, not the worst day. I've been dealing with a lot of autoimmune flare-ups and fibromyalgia stuff and um, just a lot of autoimmune symptoms that have been kind of putting me down. And, like, fatigue, full-body fatigue, um, breaking out, digestion issues, exhaustion, adrenal fatigue, whatever. But but that's beside the point. I'm just saying like it, today's been kind of an intense day physically for me anyways. And then I taught yoga and I got myself together emotionally, physically. I did it. I got through it. I used the sauna, felt great, detoxed, open, hips open, felt so light, amazing, cool. I leave the gym, I walk not even a block, literally, not even a block. I walk to the corner, cross the street, then I have to cross to the other side in uh, Center City, Philly. And I see that it's my turn to walk and a whole like crowd, you know, huge, huge fucking group of bikes um, obviously stop because it's a red light. They didn't go through. Cool. Um, there's a lot of bikers in Center City, a lot of street bikers. It's, it's not motorcycles, it's not Harleys, it's not that. It's just street, street bikes. They do wheelies and they, you know, it's cool. Like, I actually think it's cool when I see all the bikes, you know, lined up and revving up and doing wheelies. Like, it's kind of cool. But tonight I lost all respect for all of these motherfuckers. And that's not like me. I, I actually really love the bike culture and all of that. Both my dad and my stepdad are Harley dudes. They have nice big Harley bikes. You know, they're cool. But my dad and my stepdad's generation was raised differently. Let's just put it that way. You don't see 50 or 60-year-old men on the street catcalling and hollering to a girl my age I mean I'm not gonna lie I get carded I people think I'm like 18 years old I'm in my late 20s so let's just put that into consideration I straight up look like I'm 18 and tonight for sure I did because my hair was up I had no makeup on I'm wearing my high-waisted jeans 
my vans and a little like you know tank top it's 85 degrees outside i'm wearing jeans and i'm not showing that much skin okay just painting a picture for you so in the back of my mind as i'm about to cross the street i'm like oh great like all these bikes and i was like you know what they're not gonna say anything like this is it's fine i'm just gonna cross the street i could have kept walking and crossed at a different crosswalk but since it was my turn to go i said fuck it all right I have my headphones in, but I'm not listening to anything. And they are all just going at it. Literally 20 men, 20 dudes who are on their street bikes, revving up their engines, honking, beeping, yelling at me, saying, oh, yeah, hey, hey, baby, yeah. Um, just little comments, little terrifying, like, like, you know, I just... I just didn't even know how to react. So all you can really do in that situation is pretend you don't hear them. Continue to walk like you're a fucking idiot, like you don't know what's happening, like you're just some dumb fuck walking across the street. Oh, what? I don't hear anything. <laughs> like you have to tap into your, your inner actress. And I can hear everything they're saying. I don't have music in my ears. My headphones are in my ears, but I, there's nothing playing comments, whistles, yells, just fucking cat calling me 20 men on one female. Okay? It, it's a big street, it's a big intersection, so it took me, you know, about 25 seconds to cross the street, and I have to just remain calm, pretend that nobody is cat calling me, and instantly I felt unsafe. Instantly I felt this this energy shock in my body, tense energy, terrified, um, because there's really nothing that you can do in this situation that's going to be the correct way to go about it. And by that, I mean, let's just, let's just, you know, let's just dish it out. What, what, what could I, what could have I done? I could have, you know, gotten all pissed and flipped them off, while I'm walking across the street, and I could have put my life in danger, okay? Didn't do that because I'm smart, and I'm not going to put my life in danger because of 20 bikers who are little boys who don't know how to respect women. I could have, but I didn't. I could have, you know, made eye contact and gave them, like, a face, like, what the hell? But what's that going to do? That's going to feed the whole fire it's gonna feed their ego and then they're gonna re retaliate and try to come back at me with more cat calls more embarrassing comments more toxic masculine energy that's being thrown to me as i'm crossing a main intersection in center city so i didn't do that either all you can do when you're in this situation, and I hope that there's some men listening to this, and I'm not putting all men into the same category because I have a really strong, you know, group of men friends that would never do that to a woman who, who have respect for themselves and they know how to respect women. But all you can do is literally just put your head down and keep walking. And I realized that as I'm walking across the street, there's nothing I can do. Surrender. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can say. There's nothing that is going to flip this situation around 
except for me not giving them any of my energy because I already felt like I was going to faint because of how much negative masculine energy was being shot at me like daggers. And I felt defeated and I felt emotionally drained. I felt my chest close up, my throat close up, and I felt like I was going to just start crying. And I instantly thought to myself, wow, this hasn't happened for a while, but this is the largest scale of catcalling that's happened to me pretty much ever. But in Miami, it would happen a lot because of all the construction workers that like infest that entire city. And I remember um, just being catcalled when I would be like on a jog or on a walk. And it's so hot in Miami that you have to wear shorts. You have to wear a tank top. There's, there's no way around it. And it's not like I even wear tiny little booty shorts when I go for a run. I wear like baggy gym shorts. Sometimes I wear a regular t-shirt. I look like shit. I'm sweating my ass off and I still can't get, a, get away from the cat calls. It's like, it really says a lot about the male's self-respect when, and you can hear bikes <laughs> out there as I'm recording this. It's so funny. Um, you can tell a lot about a male's respect for themselves if they're going to go out of their way to diminish a woman's self-worth by catcalling them and deliberately making them feel uncomfortable because there was no way that any of those men who were catcalling me on their bikes, um, there's no way that they thought that what they were doing was feeding my ego. They could obviously tell that I felt uncomfortable, that I was ignoring them, and even though I was ignoring them, they continued to catcall me the entire time that I walked across the street. Now, before I get any further into this, I want to actually just ask ourselves as a collective, what is their reaction that they're looking for, these men? What is the reaction that they are looking for from the women that is the correct reaction? Because if I was going to flip them off, that would obviously put myself in danger. If I'm going to look at them in that weird way, then that's going to put me in danger. Are they expecting us to stop in our tracks and say, oh my God, thank you so much for catcalling me. Now I just feel so great. Did they expect me to stop in the middle of the road, the middle of the crosswalk in a major intersection in Center City, Philadelphia, to acknowledge them and the way that they were catcalling me? There's no fucking way in a healthy person's mind that they were looking for that. So subconsciously, they know what they're doing is wrong. They know that by them catcalling me, it's not about getting a connection. It's not about getting my number. It's not about going on a date. It's not about getting to know me. It's strictly to belittle and embarrass and disrespect a woman's energy because there's no outcome from catcalling someone while walking across the street um, 
that involves them talking to you. There's no logical way to go about it other than continue walking. And But this also goes for the situations that happen at the grocery store or in line or whatever. Do they actually expect us to stop and say, oh my God, thank you so much for saying that my ass looks fat in those jeans or damn girl, you got a nice booty or damn, you're fucking hot or whatever, vulgar, vulgar. There's so many other ways to give somebody a compliment. It's 2019. Our vocabulary and our language has evolved so much. Um, There's so many different words, so many different meanings for things. If you want to maybe get some ass or pussy and you're, you're trying to get in somebody's you know, energetic field by catcalling them, you're literally just setting yourself up for failure. I understand that men are horny. I understand that women are beautiful. But that doesn't mean that there is not a a boundary for respect that needs to be, like, reciprocated. I understand that men have sexual needs, probably more than women, because women are smarter and women are more in tune with their emotional well-being, that sex kind of plays on the back burner sometimes. Not for everyone, but for, for some of us, for most of us. But that still doesn't give a man the right to catcall in the way that they do. Maybe there should be workshops for men who need to get laid, but who are just deep in this fucking catcalling world that will help them create a new vocabulary so that they can learn how to give women compliments in a non-creepy, rapey, piece-of-shit way. I mean, that's got to exist, right? But the men who need these workshops aren't listening to podcasts, aren't emotionally in touch with their feelings, don't know how to express themselves. Like, we're just stuck in a loop. You know what I mean? It's fucking crazy. And these situations also wouldn't be happening if I was walking across the street with my male friend. So let's just put that out there, right there. If I was walking home or to the train station with a male friend of mine, chances are this whole fucking scenario would not have happened. 100%. Do you think that 20 bikers are going to catcall a girl that's walking across the street with a male friend? And a lot of my male friends are super male. Like, they're not, like, like in Philly, a lot of them are tatted and, like, they ha- they've got long hair and, and tattoos and whatever. Not that that matters, but I really fucking doubt if I was walking across the street with one of my friends, with one of my guy friends, that these fucking piece of shit people would have catcalled me the way that they did. And I'm sorry that I'm cursing so much, but, like, I'm not sorry at the same time because this is a serious matter and it needs some cursing. So it's not like it stopped for even a second because I wasn't, even though I wasn't giving them attention, I wasn't, you know, feeding their 
their ego and I wasn't feeding their energy, it continued. And this is why I am such a tomboy recently. I have trauma from all the times that I've been catcalled, especially when I lived in the ghetto in Miami. I didn't feel safe or comfortable leaving my house unless I was wearing baggy pants or shorts that were long, a, sh- a big t-shirt or, you know, something that didn't show like any skin. And even though it's, you know, 100 degrees in the summer in Miami, I still made sure that when I left my house, at least in the ghetto area, I was covered. It's different when you're at the beach or whatever. But this is why I don't dress um, super feminine anymore. I And I think that this whole situation just brought it full circle for me because... Um, I don't feel good when I get dressed and in short skirts and showing a lot of skin because automatically I feel like that puts me in a scenario as a target. And even though I love my body and I'm I'm working on my self-love and my body image and I really think that I'm in like the best shape that I've been in my life and you know I, I, I like the way that my body looks. I hide underneath layers of clothes. I don't even leave my house wearing leggings. I don't walk down the street wearing leggings because there have been multiple times that that backfired as well. Um, Even today, it was like 90 degrees and I wore my high-waisted American Apparel shorts. They're baggy, but you know, they're, they're short. And even then, I felt like, oh my God, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm a target. And men wonder why women are so defensive right now in this day and age with toxic masculinity and women feeling disrespected and the Me Too movement. And women are sick and tired of this. Women are sick and tired of having to put our head down and keep walking or to not express that our boundaries are not being respected and when we're put in a situation like this like what happened tonight it just made me feel the collective of energy from women because women deal with this every single day and there's there's women that this happens to them every single day i'm sure in new york city i'm sure in major cities that don't have a lot of um, even distributed emotional intelligence when it comes to the male, you know, population. What it pretty much comes down to is men are not open enough or at all to raise their vibration of emotional intelligence And they are not willing to meet us and do the work and do the internal work and fix their traumas and fix their emotional heart issues. Whatever traumas they went through in their life, they are blocking it and they're not expressing the way they feel. And I feel really bad for for men in this day and age because... Yeah, there's a rise of spirituality and there's a rise of emotional intelligence that's occurring, but there's a huge population of men 
who are not sharing, not speaking, and letting all of that trauma and internal anger just build up and build up and build up. And then what happens? They abuse, they rape, they don't respect women, they look at us as lower than, not, not as good, dumb, unworthy, unworthy of explanations. This, this boils down to so many things. Why do men feel like it's okay to use women for sex or dump them for no reason or ghost them? There's so many different angles that this can that this topic can can get into, but it's it's very triggering to me. Um, and we sit here and we take it. We sit here and we take it and we say, "Oh, I'm so sorry that you went through that. I feel for you, you know, and it's just not okay. It's not okay that us women have to just sit there and take it and say, oh, well, that's just it. That's just the way it goes. We're defenseless. There's nothing we can do to make the situation better. All we can do is cry, let our emotions out because we're women and because we know how to do that. But the men don't know how to release their emotions in a healthy way, so they take it out on women by catcalling, by making them feel uncomfortable, by abusing, by cheating, by lying, by ghosting, by not giving a, a reason or not exp- no explanations of why they are you know, mentally or emotionally abusing us or manipulating us. We just sit there and take it. And I know that, you know, by me speaking about this, maybe it's opening up some of your minds. Maybe it's making you feel not so alone. I don't think that I'm going to change anything just from one podcast episode. But the more podcast episodes that highlight this issue and that get out there, um, that's what's going to create the snowball effect of awareness. And I'm just at my wits end and I don't think that anybody deserves this I don't think men deserve to be catcalled either because I'm sure that happens in scenarios as well especially in Miami I remember my friend saying you know at the gym that he, that he went to he he's gay but he he would get catcalled all the time and he felt uncomfortable from that as well so it's not just women who are suffering and I don't know what we can even do in, in this scenario of it happening. Like, in, in the act of a, a group of men catcalling a woman and her feeling so destroyed and so defenseless and just so grimy. Like, my entire walk home, I just felt... I felt abused, even though I wasn't, you know, physically abused and really no words were exchanged it's just that I felt like I had just been trashed with toxic energy and yeah there's no better way to describe it but my boundaries were completely crushed I went from feeling amazing to feeling disrespected and just grimy and 
If you're dealing with this on a daily basis, my heart goes out to you. My heart goes out to the, the women in this collective who are trying to raise their vibration and trying to be a better person. And as we're in this journey of trying to be a better person and full of love, we get um, the shit end of the stick because these things happen, these instances happen, and we're still supposed to be um, full of self-love and, and love. And that's one misconception that I fucking hate is that women are supposed to be uplifting and happy and, oh, if you're going to be a bitch, then, oh, something's wrong with you. Or if you're in a relationship and you're having a bad day, like, oh, my God, crazy bitch on the loose. Or, you know, we're not, we're, not, we're not able to, like, express ourselves. And if we do, we're out of line. Or we're, we're too intense. We're too emotional. We're too uh, serious. We are too, you know, like, we're thinking too much. No, this is not thinking too much. This is literally reality. I have never felt so unsafe in my life around a group of men and this is the reality that we live in and I just ask you to share this episode with anybody that needs to hear it a woman a man your boyfriend your girlfriend whatever um it really fucking sucks that this happens every day to us but the more that we talk about it and the more that we express that this is not okay and we're going to stand up for our rights as humans, like, our right as a human is to feel safe and to feel empowered and, and freedom. And I do not feel free when I walk down the street and I get catcalled by 20 men. 20 men on one little woman. <laughs> like, I'm 5'2". I look like a teenager that's sick and twisted in a whole other way but i already said that but it's just it blows my mind so share this episode my heart goes out to you guys if you've been cat called i am so fucking sorry just take a deep breath do your rituals try to shift your awareness and your energy and channel it through journaling listening to a podcast listening to music cleaning just trying to shift that energy towards a positive vibration instead of feeding into, you know, the toxic masculinity. And there's tons of podcasts about that, that topic. I will link them in the show notes. Um, Mark, what's his name? What's the podcast that I've been listening to the most? Uh, Mark Grove's podcast has a lot about that. Um, what's the other one? Ignited is a good one. I'll, I'll link them in the show notes, but, uh, yeah, all we can do is just use this as fuel to raise our self-worth and our self-love vibration and tap into our inner strength, inner power to not let it crumble us down and, we are strong and we don't deserve it. It's not us, it's them. People who are going to talk down to us, manipulate us, make us feel uncomfortable, they are in a very, very dark place. And 
I feel sorry for the, the men that came at me today or tonight. But in a way, I feel like they are just dumb and ignorant. And I'm sorry, but they are. I don't like to judge or label. This doesn't have to do with race at all. It has to do with toxic masculinity and patriarchy and it's fucked. But there is a way out and it's from our self-love practices, spirituality, rising above, understanding that ignorance is bliss sometimes. And, um, you know, ignorance is fucking dumb too. Ignorance is literally just people who are dumb. And it's 2019. If you can't respect another human, there's a fucking issue. There's a serious issue that you're dealing with. And if you're an adult, if you're like 25, 30 years old and you don't know how to respect a woman that's walking down the street, I guess you've just been living under a rock. (laughs) So I'll leave it at that. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Share this episode. It really, it really needs to get out there more than any of my other episodes. Love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to that episode of The Vibe Within. Very vulnerable episode. Very truthful. Um, I really just don't give a fuck anymore. And if my words trigger anybody, I'm sorry. But I just, I don't really want to hold back anymore. And I'm not trying to put down men in a way that's degrading. Because I respect men as well they've gone through a lot but after situations like this it just gives me that that uh extra oomph and push to to share my my words and my knowledge and i'm in my late 20s i'm not saying that i know everything but i'm not 18 anymore and i feel like you know i have i have some shit to offer i have some perspectives to offer and some shit that people need to hear. And my filter is becoming thinner and thinner (laughs) as the episodes go. We're almost at 50,000 downloads for my podcast. So it's, you know, it's, it's thriving. It's not, you know, like a million episodes or a million downloads or anything like that, but it's my baby. And it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, rate and review share this podcast tag me on instagram gypsy love flow screenshot it send the link to your friends your family or whatever if if you think anybody needs to hear this hear these words but you don't want to be the one that explains to them maybe what you're going through or how you feel towards this topic then use me as your expander and send this episode to them so that they can hear the the words through a different human and then maybe they'll they'll get on your vibration and understand what you're going through so yeah subscribe rate review you already know everything's linked in the show notes feel free to uh reach out to me on my instagram or email me gabcohen at gmail.com that's all i got so 1 30 in the morning and it's time to wind down and let go and surrender even when you know 
kind of shitty situations occur. There's so much to be grateful for, and although I felt disrespected and I felt kind of grimy and whatever, I can flip it around and be like, wow, I'm glad that I'm not them. I'm glad that I have my cat and my home and my jobs and my health and my body and my family and this podcast and all of you guys. So, yeah. Love you. I'm going to leave you with the rest of this song. Enjoy. Have a great week. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.